Hey everyone, today's NDE comes to us from James D. James tells about how during his NDE, he was shown not only his own future, but that of the earth and the things that were to come. This synopsis doesn't do this one justice. So sit back, grab a cup of coffee and enjoy the narration. As always, if you like this video, please hit that like, subscribe and bell icons. Doing so tells YouTube's algorithm that more people want to see these, which helps the channel reach more people. Thank you and enjoy. How do you start an NDE about the future of the world? I have asked myself the same question for the last 31 years. It's bad enough to be looked at and treated like you're crazy by those around you. I don't need strangers doing it even though I'm sure it will happen after hearing this. In 1991, I was an 18-year-old kid without a worry or care in the world. The only issues during that time was whether the Soviets would continue to save or rattle. I was captain of the high school football team and dating the one that would be my future wife after we got out of college. There were a few schools that were recruiting me and I knew what I wanted to be, so a free ride scholarship was always a wonderful thought even if I never made it to the NFL as I had dreamed since my time in Pee Wee League. That year we were one game away from an undefeated season. Everything was riding on this one game. The day before the game, the team had a ton of students coming up to us wishing us luck. Our school had never went undefeated, so this was a really big deal. Anyway, on the day of the game, the intensity was as high as ever. Students running through the hall saying, we're going to crush them and undefeated baby. Needless to say, it was a lot of added stress that none of us needed, even though we were sure that we were going to win. There was always that what if in the back of our head. Not to make this story about football, but we did go on to defeat the other team 42 to 35. Celebrations went into the early morning hours. Things stayed like this for most of the remainder of the year. The team was invited to more parties. The night of my NDE, I had been having strange premonitions that I shouldn't be going to this party. Deep down something kept telling me, James, don't go, stay home. You can miss one little party. I wished that I had listened to that voice, but as I previously stated, I was an 18-year-old without a care in the world. I remember that day in school, the team's co-captain Derek was going around telling people about a party happening down the street from his house. Derek was 6'5", 275 pounds, and was the meanest person that you would hate to run into, especially when he was drinking. There were numerous times that I had to save him from getting out of hand at parties. This night, unfortunately, would be no different. My future wife and I got to the party about 30 minutes after it had started. We went in and were offered things that we shouldn't have been offered. After chatting a bit with the guys from the team, I heard a commotion over by the front door. Derek and another guy that I had never seen before were nose to nose with Derek begging him to take the first swing. I watched as this all played out, and then I heard the voice deep down again, James, don't get involved, let it go. This is only going to get worse. Don't get involved. Once again, I didn't listen and made my way over to Derek and this new guy. Derek, let it go. I said as I put my right arm between Derek and this person I didn't know. Derek being who he was, told me what I could go do. Let's just say it rhymes with tuck off. The guy that Derek had been arguing with also made the comment, and one thing led to another, and I ended up hitting him. 
This brought Derek into the fray, and it ended up with Derek, myself, this guy and his friends all fighting. Eventually things were broken up, and we assumed it was over. Sadly, we were wrong. The guy went to his car, grabbed a weapon and fired multiple times at Derek and myself before throwing the weapon away and taking off. I took the brunt of everything. I was hit three times, once in each side of my chest and once in my arm. Derek was grazed on his cheek but was not hit otherwise. That is when I felt my body go limp and found myself staring at this shell I called my body. It's a very strange feeling to be staring down at your own body while your girlfriend and friend panic and scream at you to wake up. I watched as my friend grabbed the phone and called 911. I watched as my girlfriend clung to me continuing to cry, telling me to breathe. To be honest, in this form, I felt nothing. I wasn't sad to be gone, I wasn't upset watching my girlfriend cry. I don't know why, but this body was fighting to stay alive, I could feel its pull at my spirit. It didn't take long for the paramedics to arrive and to start working on me. They cut my shirt off and I remember thinking, man, I really loved that shirt. It was one that I got from a KISS concert. I then heard the paramedic say, I have two, no three GS wounds, two to the upper chest cavity and one to the upper bicep area. I'm going to field tube him. We need to get this kid to the hospital stat, he has a collapsed lung. I watched as they put me on the stretcher and threw me into the back of the ambulance. I watched as both Derek and my girlfriend tried to get into the ambulance and were told that they weren't allowed, that he needed room to work. I continued to feel the strange pull of my body, dragging my spirit or whatever I was, with it as the ambulance pulled away. I suddenly found myself in the ambulance watching this paramedic work on this chunk of flesh that I called a body. Come on kid, don't you dare die on me he shouted. I watched as he got on his radio to call ahead to the hospital. I've got an 18-year-old male GS Vic with multiple GSW. I have an ET in, but this kid likely has a collapsed lung. You may want to have a trauma team ready. I watched as this chunk of flesh on the gurney began to spasm and then went completely limp. I then felt my spirit, soul, or whatever I was accelerate at the speed of light through a tunnel of clouds that were brighter than the sun. This must be what it's like to be sucked up by a tornado, I thought as I continued accelerating through the tunnel of light. Once I made it through the clouds and the light that was brighter than the sun, I began to realize the situation. I heard the most beautiful singing, I began to float closer to where the singing was coming from, and that is when I saw him. Anyway, as soon as I saw him, and the angels that were singing to him, I knew two things, the first was that I was dead, the second was that I wanted to stay. The overwhelming sense of love and peace that came over me is nothing that can ever be described in our pitiful vocabulary. Think about the happiest you have ever felt and magnify that by a billion and you wouldn't even come close. As I floated there in pure awe, Jesus made his way over to me. He was clad in a long robe, had on some brownish sandals, greenish eyes with a bluish tint to his pupil, curly hair and a neat trimmed mustache and beard. I came from a religious background, so I know what Jesus looked like. Let me tell you, the drawings here on earth do not do him any justice. The closest drawing of him that I have seen that even comes close is something I saw in 2016, 25 years after my experience. The image was titled Prince of Peace. I was still in my thoughts when I was startled by Jesus speaking directly into my head. Hello James. 
Jesus spoke my name as if I had been his friend for all of eternity. As if he were scanning me, his words reverberated in my head again. No, my son, you are not dead. You are in between. In between, I finally muttered. Yes, my son. Your spirit is at a decision point. It has not made the decision to come home, as there are things keeping you tethered to that life. I knew it was keeping me tethered, but how I longed to stay. What happens if I stay? I asked without speaking. My son, if you stay, you will come to live with me and my father in heaven. And what if I decide to go back? Jesus smiled and said, You will make a lot of people happy, especially those that have not been born yet. As he said this, three children appeared before him. Though I did not know these children yet, they all called me dad. I knew the choice that I had to make, and that was to go back. When you see your future kids and they're calling you dad, there is only one choice to make. I have made my choice, Lord. I communicated to Jesus. Very well, my son. But there is something else that I must show you before sending you back. The earth is going through a lot of changes, and you need to know what is to come. No sooner did he convey this to me that I began to see a review of my life. I saw things that I was proud of and saw things that I wasn't so proud of. Like how I stole my best friend's lunch money and watched as he cried because he had to eat a cheese sandwich that day, also that I could get two extra chocolate milks. I felt his pain of being hungry, as that cheese sandwich could not satiate any sort of hunger, especially on school pizza day. I felt the pain that I had caused other girls that I had dated prior to my current girlfriend. The heartbreak of using them for what I could, only to move on to the next one and repeat the cycle. Yes, I was a pretty horrible human being. The worst thing though was what I had said to my mom the day my grandpa died. I told her that I was glad he was dead because I hated him and how much he used to spank me with the branches from a weeping willow tree. The pain that I felt from that hurt is indescribable. The whole time this passed, Jesus did not show any judgment, nor did he chastise me. After my life review, I was shown my future and the future of Earth. I will start with my future first. Unfortunately, due to the injuries sustained, I would lose my college scholarship. It seems that schools don't want you if there's a hole in your bicep. I would end up going to a trade school instead and would learn welding. My girlfriend would end up going to college two states away. During that time, we would break things off. But we would eventually reconnect and get married and have the kids that had appeared beside me and Jesus. I was shown a lot of other personal things that I do not want to get into at this time. Perhaps at a later date, I'll write more of what I was shown. But for now, I'd like to keep that stuff private. Sorry to say I wasn't shown the future regarding lottery numbers or anything like that. As stated, Jesus also showed me Earth's future. The future that the children and the rest of us would have to live in. I was shown the fall of the Soviet Union. I know this one is easy to say now that it has happened. But back in early 1991, it wasn't even really being discussed. I was shown terror attacks within the United States. The hardest part of knowing these would happen is that no one would have believed me if I tried telling them. I was shown World War III as well. Don't worry, it's not happening right now. I know a lot of you are breathing a collective sigh of relief. But again, World War III does not involve the current situation at all. World War III actually starts with Korea. Notice that I didn't say North Korea. What I was shown was the Koreas reunified. With them reunified, they eventually attack their much larger neighbor, and from there, everything just goes to you-know-what. 
The one thing that I was not shown was whether it would involve nuclear weapons and the total collapse of the human race. I saw the world rebuilt after World War III. Things were much more peaceful. Countries weren't constantly at war with each other over things such as oil. After Jesus had finished showing me the future, I instinctively asked, Why are you showing me this? He said, Because you need to know what you're getting into by going back. Before I could change my mind, I found myself back in the ambulance in my body. The paramedic had just hit me with a defibrillator. I could taste blood in my mouth and the searing pain of the wounds that I had sustained. Welcome back, kid. Don't try to speak or move, we're almost to the hospital, said the paramedic. When we arrived at the hospital, we were met by a team of trauma surgeons. One of the surgeons wondered aloud how I managed to survive this. There was a GS wound in my right lung that caused it to collapse. The other missed my left lung by mere centimeters. Luckily, everything entered and exited cleanly. It took a while for me to recover, but during recovery, I watched as the Soviet Union collapsed as Jesus had shown me. A week after I had fully recovered, I received a letter from the school advising me that they had pulled my scholarship, but they offered me the chance to enroll at a cost that I couldn't afford. I knew what was coming and even then, it hurt. When me and my girlfriend decided to break up, I cried more than I have ever cried. I didn't even cry when I was shot. Even though I knew we would eventually reconcile and get married, it hurt bad. Even knowing the future, as a human being, we experience emotion. I took a break from everything. During this time of self-reflection, I became more religious, and on the anniversary of the day my grandpa died, I broke down and begged my mom for forgiveness. I told her everything that Jesus had shown me, though I am sure she thought I was using illicit substances. She didn't believe any of it, but she did accept my apology. I'm glad I did apologize, because my mom passed away eight months later. I'm glad that Jesus didn't show me that part, and that I didn't know it was going to happen. I don't think that my heart could have handled it. In 2001, we all witnessed the horrible terror attacks in the United States, but what was meant to tear us all apart brought us together again. My girlfriend moved back home, and we rekindled our relationship. In 2002, I proposed, and in 2004, we welcomed the first of three. I know the horrors aren't over, and every day I watch the news to see if the Koreas have reunified. I just hope that whatever comes in the future, comes years after I am no longer around. I still don't know why Jesus showed me all of this. To answer any potential questions that may come up, yes, the kid who ruined my future was captured and sentenced. Fifteen years after the incident, I received a letter asking for forgiveness. It took everything that I had in me, but I forgave him. Derek's temper unfortunately got the better of him, and he ended up in prison. We lost touch after he went to prison. I am not sure where he is now. My wife and I are still going strong 20 years later. I tried telling her about the experience a few years ago after our third child was born. She just laughed it off. I find myself dreaming of the day that I will be back in that light and to hear the angels sing again. This really feels good to get it all off of my chest after 31 years. I don't know why I felt obligated to tell it now, but it truly does feel good. Things in our future may not go the way we want, but Jesus and our Heavenly Father are always looking down on us. No matter what happens here, I know that there is definitely a better place waiting. God bless everyone listening to this, and thank you Heaven Awaits for giving me the courage to share my experience.